This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Things are so bad with President Biden, and you know they're really bad when you are tanking in the polls. And even CNN's Don Lemon asked this question to the new White House press secretary, and I didn't think CNN had the guts to do it, but the facts are so obvious they had to take a listen. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. Just look at the work that he does. Look what he's how he's delivering uh, for the American public. Look, that. That what that 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 article that we're talking about is hearsay. It's salacious. That's not what we care about. We care about how are we going to deliver for the American people. How are we going to make their lives better? That's what the president talks about. That is his focus, uh, and that's where we're going to continue uh, to to focus on. Oh boy! But most of the Democrats are focusing now. On January 6th, we've been talking about the January 6th hearings, and in just a moment, we're going to be joined by our great friend, Rudy Giuliani, who's going to set the record straight because his name came up quite a bit during the hearings yesterday. And I thought many of the comments were just low blows, unseemly. Uh, It just shows the whole hearing is just basically one big show trial. It's so one-sided, the people can't even get there to defend themselves. Clearly, the Democrats were out to get President Trump. They're out to get anybody close to him, like Rudy Giuliani. It's like whatever they could do and whatever they could create, they are just throwing it up, almost like throwing it at a dartboard. And in just a second, Rudy's going to be here to set the record state, set the record straight. But first... I want to play a comment. This is Benny Thompson, because, of course, he is the committee chairman. And Benny basically almost immediately showed his hand because this whole thing is not necessarily about making sure the Capitol is safe again. They won't even talk about security. Oh, no, no. This is all about basically a chance to deliver any sort of personal smears that they can. And this is Benny Thompson yesterday. And the very least we should expect from any person seeking a position of public trust is the acceptance of the will of the people, win or lose. Donald Trump didn't. He didn't have the numbers. He went to court. He still didn't have the numbers. He lost. 
but he betrayed the trust of the American people. He ignored the will of the voters. He lied to his supporters and the country. So I personally think this is all about trying to get to President Trump. And again, anybody close to him, anybody who was by his side. And I think the person who was probably one of the most loyal by his side and continues to be as his longtime friend, Rudy Giuliani, the great attorney and great mayor, of course, of New York. And I thought this was a really low blow in the middle of all the smears against President Trump. It's like, okay, let's see who else we can just try to create some smear with. And this is Liz Cheney's comment when it had nothing to do with anything that was relevant. But she's trying to create something here. Take a listen. You will also hear testimony that President Trump rejected the advice of his campaign experts on election night and instead followed the course recommended by an apparently inebriated Rudy Giuliani to just claim he won and insist that the vote counting stop to falsely claim everything was fraudulent. He falsely told the American people that the election was not legitimate. In his words, quote, a major fraud. Millions of Americans believed him. I mean, what? If you thought that, you what, you had to be drunk? Is that what she's inferring? I mean, what a low blow and what a like. To me, it just shows that this whole thing is just one big smear campaign without allowing the other side to defend itself. And then they use snippets from different people, including people who worked on the Trump campaign. Here is a comment from Jason Miller. Was there anyone in that conversation who, in your observation, had had, had too much to drink? Uh, like Mayor Giuliani? And the mayor was definitely intoxicated, but I do not um, know that his level of talk intoxication when he spoke uh, with the president, for example. I think effectively, Mayor Giuliani was saying, we want it. They're stealing it from us. Where'd all the votes come from? We need to go say that we won. And essentially that anyone who didn't agree with that position was being weak. So what? If you question the integrity of the vote, are they inferring you had to be drunk and for Rudy to say that he had to be drunk or something like that? I mean, the whole thing was just so unseemly and just so gratuitously nasty. And joining us now to set the record straight is our friend and the great mayor of New York, the great former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, great to have you here on the show. How are you, Rita? I I must say, um, I I generally don't even respond to their lies. But this one hurt deeply because Jason Miller uh, used to work on my campaign when I ran for president. I've done a lot to help Jason, and Jason has been in a lot of trouble. And I've been by his side uh, to help him. For him to lie like that is disgusting. Now, here's why I know I wasn't intoxicated. (laughs) That happens to be one night in which I deliberately decided I would not have anything to drink. And I announced it to several people. I sat in the White House with my uh, iPad, and I virtually was antisocial because I was looking at numbers and getting calls and raising concerns. So let me tell you how Liz Cheney is lying. First of all, I had nothing to drink that night. 
Uh, I was not intoxicated. Uh, Jason Miller, probably because he was sucking up to the people he was working with on the Trump campaign, who, remember, uh, did a terrible job the last three weeks of the campaign. And when I went over there, they had no preparation for a possible for a possible legal battle, even though the Democrats have been threatening it for three months and they have been telling us they were prepared. Bill Sepian uh, should not be running a gubernatorial campaign. He blew the whole race for Chris Christie. He was behind Bridgegate. Uh, I mean, I don't know what these people are about. I just know they're horrible liars in order to save their backside so they can continue to have jobs in in uh, in Washington. Jason is now running Getter. Let me make it clear. And I have witnesses. I put one on radio today. Not only wasn't I in- intoxicated for sure, but people will tell you I didn't have a drink that night who were with me all night on purpose so that I could study the statistics. Uh, statistics. Second, Liz Cheney misspoke or lied when she said that Trump called for a stopping of the vote. It's the Democrats who stopped the vote, Cheney. If you don't know that by now, what the hell are you doing on that committee? And that was one of the things that triggered this whole thing. Trump was ahead in every one of the places they stopped the vote. Suspiciously at approximately the same time. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Milwaukee, and Atlanta. They stopped the vote and they threw out all Republicans who weren't getting to see the ballot anyway. They were like 50 feet away, but they threw them out of the hall. And then, without telling the Republicans, they continued to count. There are witnesses in each one of those places to that. There is videotape that shows it. And that is just true. Now, here's what's horrible. Uh, That... uh, Poor excuse for a chairman, Benny, whatever his name is, Thompson. Yeah, Benny Thompson. Yeah. Well, he's the same guy three years ago that would be saying that Trump was lying about Russian collusion. Right? And by the way, also Rudy Jamie Raskin, who you who know is out that, there, who was oh, saying yeah. it's an illegitimate vote in 2016, that the electoral, well, uh, that he, and, he and didn't j- certify it. And he, Jamie, yes. Jamie, Jamie Raskin was accusing Trump of lying about Russian collusion, and nobody was accusing him more than Shifty Schiff. And Shifty Schiff claims to have evidence of Russian collusion. Now we have the facts in on that, right? Who was lying and who was telling the truth? Who are proven liars? They are. They lied their backsides off about Russian collusion. And they had been told by the FBI that it wasn't true. They lied maliciously. They're doing it again. They're doing it again. They're frightening a lot of these rhino Republicans who really are people who are sucking around to get Washington jobs to saying what they would like to say. The committee is made up of a group of proven liars, as I just pointed out, and he's lying again. Trump had a basis for his claiming that he won the election. Let me explain it to you. I remember it like it was yesterday. And by the way, Rudy, there is nothing improper or legal if you look at it i mean you look at the history a lot of people have said hey look i want to look at the votes i want to look at this especially on election night are you kidding me you know i, I mean well, i think about, you, you need if, a hole in your head if you weren't questioning about, it just because if, everybody was questioning it that night how about if you were ahead in enough states to have enough electoral votes to win the election 
Like he was ahead by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania, not two votes. He was ahead by anywhere from two and a half to four percent in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Georgia. And then it turned out in Arizona where they called it after two minutes on Fox. He had every right to claim that he was winning or that he had won. Uh, The last ones I mentioned to you, 85 percent of the vote had been cast on the basis of statisticians. I gave him the advice on Pennsylvania. I was told by two statisticians that night, and now we have him ready to testify. Once he got to 750, it was impossible for them to turn the vote around unless they create votes. That's what I was told. I am not making this up. I have the affidavit. No court wanted to look at it. Well, that, by the way, it was really interesting, Rudy, and I know you you were watching the language because I've been watching the hearings intently. And one of them, uh, it was Ben Ginsburg, who, you know, was doing all the Bush v. Gore and he's done a number of the others. They said to him, I understand that all these have been thrown out by the courts. And even he kind of corrected Liz Cheney and said, well, some of them weren't heard by the courts. And then the ones that were, he even had to do the the sort of dance around because even so much of this whole hearing so far, Rudy Giuliani, has been just picking up little pieces and little kernels. Like, And I bring up the example on the first day she puts up the, the tweet that Trump puts out. She says he never told his supporters to go home. And you look right at the tweet. On the end of the tweet, the part she doesn't read, but you see it visually. It says, go home, go home. You know, it's like well, telling them I, I it, will... it, the parsing is so it is so blatant. This Ruby. is as this is their their claims here are as true as their claims of Russian collusion. They accuse me of being a Russian agent. Those miserable. That's a horrible thing to accuse someone of. And they were lying. And I was telling the truth. And they accused me of making up the allegations of stolen election. Well, I happen to have the affidavit sitting right next to me of American citizens who described the stealing of the election that no court would listen to. On a see no evil, hear no evil, we don't want to get involved. I mean, nobody will pay attention to these people. It's not me. It's not Trump. It's citizens, citizens of the United States who watched votes being destroyed, watched phony ballots being attached to phony registrations. We have a woman in Detroit who was taught how to do it by the Detroit Democratic Party. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, he was ahead by 800,000 votes. Yeah, it was a huge amount. Okay, I have an affidavit from several lawyers who spent four days watching them count illegally 780,000 votes, and they wouldn't allow a Republican to look at one single piece of paper to verify it. Well, that's why, you know what's interesting, Rudy? I feel they have done such a tremendous disservice not to have the other side in there. Because I think about some of the points you're raising that a lot of Americans want to know. They also want to know about President Trump calling calling for the National Guard, which, you know, there's been reports of that. And then what did Nancy Pelosi do or not do? I mean, there are so many legitimate questions. And yet we're just getting this one-sided, you know, show. But this is a group of proven liars, Rita. This is a group that did. I mean, what we have to have them do it twice to us? They gave us five years of Russian collusion that was disproven on the third day. Yeah, and it's they, amazing. And they, and they have created a, a kind of terrorism 
around anyone saying stolen election. Like Fox won't put you on if you say that. Well, the hell with Fox. The well, truth I'm, is more important than Fox. Well, and I'm glad that you have a forum here. Do me a favor, Rudy. We're going to just take a quick break. Will you continue with us? I want to take a quick break. Sure. More with Rudy Giuliani after the break, everybody. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking with Rudy Giuliani who yesterday in the hearings, his name came up a lot. First, the committee was trying to clearly smear President Trump. It was so obvious. It was like such a clear political vendetta. And then, of course, anybody close to President Trump, including his loyal attorney and dear friend for many years, Rudy Giuliani, Liz Cheney, saying, oh, Rudy was drunk on election night because basically almost insinuating you had to be drunk to question the election even though the Democrats have done it. But let's not forget, Stacey Abrams still basically claims she's the governor of Georgia, that this is the unrightful heir right now, that basically Brian Kemp never won. Hillary Clinton even questioned President Trump when he won. I mean, the Democrats can do it, but nobody on the Republican side can even do it, especially when the numbers changed so dramatically that night. Outrageous. Well, don't just take Rudy's word for it that he was sober that night and very clear. He also had Roy Bailey earlier on his show today, and Roy is a very well-known GOP fundraiser, good friend of his. He called up Rudy when he heard about the hearings, and he said, what they said is absolutely untrue. I was with you all night. And here's a little bit of Roy Bailey making these comments. That I was with you that night, and you had nothing to drink. You were all business. In fact, I remember you were you're at your laptop. All you were doing was concentrating on everything that was going on. People were coming up to you because, of course, they love you, and they were coming up to say hi. You were basically ignoring them because you were so focused on the business at hand. So I called you to remind you that I was with you and that I was a witness and that you absolutely had nothing to drink. And by the way, I hadn't either. And we continue now with Rudy. You know, Rudy, you know, these sort of like low ball smears um, to me just show uh, that they're desperate. I mean, that's what I think. And how do you take it? Well, I usually just brush it off. Uh, I, I think I took this one more seriously because of Jason Miller, a friend of mine who testified to that, uh, when in fact, it, it, uh, there's not even any ambiguity about it. It ha- happens to be one of those times in which I said, I'm not going to have anything because too many important decisions have to be made. And uh, the, the fact that they didn't want him to declare victory when he was ahead with enough votes to win the election showed that they had really given up on this election about three weeks earlier and were looking for other jobs. Nor, ha- nor did they have anything prepared to fight the battle the Democrats uh, uh, had prepared. Again. We were two weeks behind in fighting that battle, even though they had been assuring us that we were prepared. These people, these people are almost, you know, Washington swamp. They don't know the difference between the truth uh, when they get caught doing something wrong, they lie about it and blame it on somebody else. I mean, if something happens to your character when you spend too much time in Washington and you just lie before you even tell the truth. But, I mean, the reality is the president of the United States, the moment that he said he won, was ahead. 
by a substantial margin in enough states to have won the election. So if you're ahead by two and a half, three percent with 85 percent of the vote cast, many stations would have called that for you, except there were different rules for Trump. I mean, you could look at that and you can go back to prior periods of time, which we've done. And elections like ahead 800,000 with 68 percent of the vote cast in Pennsylvania. That, they would have called that for, for Trump, but they didn't. They called Arizona for Biden, and he barely won Arizona. No, he didn't. He lost Arizona. My statistics prove it, and totally independently, the movie that they're all don't want to watch, but they haven't contradicted a single fact in that movie. And I know, I know um, Not uh, the a movie. single two, – 2,000 mules. And, and, Rudy, we just have a few seconds left. Um, Not a single fact. Real, Big generalizations. Do you think, real quick, we literally have a few seconds here because we have a hard break. Do you believe this is all about just worried about President Trump Definitely for 2024? afraid because he's the only one who can break up the deep state. Yeah, I think they are scared of him. Uh, they're scared of you. Um, and I'm glad you came here on the show to set the record straight. You're always welcome, my friend. Well, I'm not scared of them. Well, I know you're not scared of anything, Rudy. That's what we love about you. Thank you so much, Thank Rudy. Rudy, great to have you here on the show. The great Rudy Giuliani. We'll be back, everybody, taking your calls. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great Men and women in uniform. Um, A sad day because right now a Phoenix police officer is fighting for her life after being shot today just a few hours ago. It happened around noon local time in Phoenix. The Phoenix police say that the officer has been rushed to the hospital and was shot after an incident in the Levine neighborhood. The officer has serious injuries And it's a female officer who was shot multiple times and that her bulletproof vest most likely saved her life. Two people have also been detained, but their exact involvement in the shooting is unknown at this time. Now, the officer who was shot has been with the department for 19 years. And just a little bit of information has been released about it. Uh, They said it seemed like it was a surprise attack. Also, the police chief in the area says, quote, we have to address this crime that is plaguing our officers and our city. Police say that homicide rates in the Phoenix area are up 24 percent compared to a year ago. And homicides with guns are up 45 percent. Of course, our thoughts and prayers are with this female police officer tonight that hopefully she pulls through. Um, And also, hopefully, that whoever was responsible will be apprehended and brought to justice. Um, As we are talking now, speaking of justice, when I've been watching these hearings, the January 6th hearings, by the way, we're going to have some more tomorrow morning, guys, uh, and then also on Thursday. It's like it has been so one-sided. 
And this comes at a time where even now Democrats are voicing concern about President Biden, who seems completely disconnected and out of touch. We're going to talk about that in the next hour because the poll numbers for President Biden, his approval rating on inflation is like close to single digits, not yet single digits, but it's pretty darn close. And it is just getting worse and worse and worse to the point where even Democrats are like, what the heck is going on? But all the Democrats want us to talk about is January 6th. And again, it's this show trial, as we were just talking about with Rudy Giuliani, who I'm glad was here to set the record straight, because how outrageous to have people out there saying, oh, well, who was drunk that night? Oh, and basically the insinuation, you got to be drunk to uh, question an election. And meanwhile, the numbers changed in the middle of the night. It was very surprising to everybody. And yet the Democrats can question election integrity But when the Republicans do it, there's a problem, especially on a night where things flipped and turned and twist. It was such a wild election night. And we just heard from somebody who even knew Rudy and was there and said that is absolutely not true. What they said about Rudy, it's an outrageous and it's just a low blow. It's just a sort of par for the course of the essence of these hearings. And take a listen. Here's a little bit more of the chairman of the committee, Benny Thompson, who all he could talk about yesterday wasn't security at the Capitol, wasn't any of this. It's like Trump, 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 Trump. And I agree with Rudy. Uh, what I just said to Rudy, I think it is all about trying to do whatever you can to put a dent in Trump and anybody who is fighting right there with him, like Rudy Giuliani has been so by his side, so dedicatedly. And now they just want to, like, smear them and try to do anything they can because they are worried what's going to happen in the midterms. And they're definitely worried that Trump may run again in 2024. And they're trying to do whatever they can. Here's a little bit of Benny Thompson at the hearing yesterday. This morning, we'll tell the story of how Donald Trump lost an election and knew he lost an election. And as a result of his loss decided to wage an attack on our democracy, an attack on the American people by trying to rob you of your voice in our democracy, and in doing so, lit the fuse that led to the horrific violence of January 6th, when a mob of his supporters stormed the Capitol sent by Donald Trump to stop the transfer of power. And the Democrats are not just stopping with the sort of a public smear campaign, if you will. They're also going one step further. Now, we heard from Jamie Raskin over the weekend and Adam Shifty Shift over the weekend, too, on different, you know, morning shows on Sunday, basically said that they are hoping what they uncover would basically create a referral that would go to the Department of Justice, even though the Department of Justice wouldn't go after any charges before, but they're hoping that they uncover something that would force them or politically force them to now look into charges of President Trump, anything they can do. And they're not alone because, remember, there are two Republicans on the committee, and I say Republicans in name only because they're worse than the Democrats on the committee. And I'm talking about Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who whenever I laugh when they're like, oh, it's a bipartisan committee, it's like, oh, great. You know, great. We've got Al Capone and we've got, uh, you know, uh, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, you know. So it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, they're so different. You know, give me a break. Are you kidding me? Well, here is Adam Kinzinger and what he had to say, because he's also pushing a Republican 
Uh, remember him and Liz Cheney couldn't wait to be on this committee because they hate Trump. And he said he also thinks this should go well beyond the committee and maybe some charges for Trump stemming out of this, too, as well. Take a listen. Keep in mind, too, this this investigation is still ongoing. So even after these hearings, we're continuing until the report. It's a decision the committee will make on that. I look at this and say there appears to be a multi-pronged plan that the president tried to, in essence, have a soft coup to overcome the, cha- the, the election. So as not a lawyer, it's a little different. To me, it looks criminal, but I'll leave the criminal charges to the Department of Justice. They're the experts at... In other words, we can't wait to refer something. Let's do what we did, as Rudy was just saying, with the Russia hoax and spend millions upon millions of taxpayer dollars. And at the end of the day, go, oh, I'm so sorry. But just basically try to delay everybody and tie everybody up and try to put a dent in them. Oh, if this one doesn't work, let's try this one. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC in East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, JC, your thoughts, my friend. I, I wonder if after all this is over, and it's proven that these people have all lied. Can we sue them for all the money they've wasted on the American people's taxpayers for all of this BS? But here's here is in a nutshell. We are we are on a tightrope, okay? So the Democrats say one thing that is true, okay? This this whole January sixth committee, it this is a really important thing as far as the democracy of the United States is concerned, but not because of what they're saying, because of how they are lying and how they are cheating the American people out of the truth. So we're on this tight road, okay, and the American people are on one side trying to pull over and get their rights back, and the Democrats, they're trying to steal all of our freedoms. They're trying to, and I'm not a gun owner, but however, I am I, I will I will side with the people of the gun owners to protect the Second Amendment. They're trying to take the guns away from you. They're trying to take freedom of speech away from you. They're trying to take the right for you to think away from you. They're going after the parents at town halls. They're going after your children by trying to change their agenda before they have even the, the right to even think about it. They're going after your children because they want to send them into a bathroom that's unisex, and the American government is penalizing the education system, the, the school districts, they will not pay for the student free lunches if they don't submit to that. They're coming after your children with vaccines. They're going to kill them and man them. They're coming after everybody here, and that should scare every single person in the United States. Republican or Democrat, this is wrong. This is this is demonic, and somebody needs to stop this. They gotta stop saying that this false false claims of the of election fraud because there's so much data out there and there's so much proof. And by the way, by the way, JC, did you hear also what I was saying too? Is that regardless of like you know wherever people feel on the results or where it goes. I just want to say I hate the hypocrisy because if you look at the fact that the Democrats and again, Jamie Raskin, who's there on the committee, you know, when Trump uh, got elected, he would not certify the electors. I mean, what a bunch of hypocrisy. And there he is the other day. My jaw dropped. He's basically out there saying, well, 
you know, um, anybody who doesn't certify the electors, they're un-American. Yet he did that exactly in 2016. And there's interviews also with Hillary Clinton basically saying that she has said that Trump was an illegitimate president. There were a number of people right away when Trump got elected, I'm referring in 2016, that they came out on the Democratic side and said, oh, it's not a legitimate. That's an unethical election. It was stolen. The election was rigged. It was this. It was that. So bad that they wouldn't even go to his inauguration. Remember, there were so many of them that were coming out, and that was the way he started his presidency. And then yet, if anybody dared question it, and it was such a wacky election night because of everything that was happening with COVID, there were so many more mail-in ballots than ever before because they set all these different rules and had the drop boxes and all these things with the pandemic. I mean, there were just a lot of things going on. But how dare anybody on the Republican side question the integrity? And they want us to, like, forget that they did it for years. You know, I mean, that's the thing. And I brought up Stacey Abrams, too, because that to me is the epitome. She never conceded. I think to this day she hasn't conceded that she lost the Georgia governor's race. I mean, she still feels like that was stolen. If you get asked, if she's asked now, she still says it's stolen. She's running again now. But I'm I'm surprised she's running because she's still, I thought she was still the governor, according to her. I mean, that's the way that they have treated it. But if you go and say anything on on the other end and question when there are numbers flipping and flopping all night long and it was a weird as heck night and a weird as heck few weeks. We all went through this together, guys. You know, uh, God forbid a Republican question the numbers when it was so weird and such uh, many anomalies and so many odd things. And that to me, that hypocrisy, J.C., is so disgusting. Go ahead, J.C., I'll let you respond. It's just totally amazing. And I don't know how people do not see this and how they're still brainwashed. Uh, you know, Trump called it out during COVID. He said they're going to go, they're going to come up with these absentee ballots. It's definitely going to be fraud. I mean, you, 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 you there's just common sense. If you're a child, is you, you should be able to reason these things and see these things. I don't understand how the whole country. Uh, is not fighting back about about this, you know, stolen election. Well, and by and by the way, by the way, what I would have loved to have seen, and you know, Rudy brought it up some of the examples that he saw. I just think it would have been refreshing had there been a Jim Jordan or a Jim Banks, um, two of the members of Congress that Kevin McCarthy wanted on the committee. Because, boy, it would have been really interesting to hear from them about some of these things that you're talking about, just to get clarity. Because I don't know if anything I'm hearing from the Democrats is true. They're like pulling out little quotes and parcels and taking people out of context and making smear accusations and a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, we're not hearing it's not a two-sided trial where you hear the counter argument and you go, oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe what they said wasn't correct. You know, there's nobody there challenging them, J.C. And the other thing, too, J.C., I'd like to know about the security issues. I brought this up again because, to me, I still don't have a clear answer because we're hearing that Trump had asked for the 20,000 National Guard. So why isn't Nancy Pelosi being called? If the whole thing is about protecting democracy and protecting the Capitol, shouldn't we know why the doors were open, why a lot of them were let in? Uh, why there wasn't National Guard when the president had asked and why the whole country, everybody knew 
I mean, if somebody had asked me, I remember seeing people talking about it online and on TV and all this other stuff. You know, people saying, oh, they're going, you know, from all over the country, whatever. There were so many reports. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to add extra security. So what happened? We And the sad thing is we may never know the answer because it's a one-sided show trial. And that is the sadness about it all. JC, thank you very much. I always love your cause. You're great. Let's go to Eileen, line two. Eileen, your thoughts about all this? Well, I'm not watching hearings because I know it's one-sided, Rita. I'll tell you that right now. And also, and I hope you don't get mad, but what I told you last Friday about um, you would make a great vice president there is a channel on YouTube called Trump Fans. Wait, wait, wait. Me? Me? Eileen, I would only, I told you, I think I remember, I remember when you called Eileen. So I said to you that you would have to be my press secretary because we got to go in as a team, all right? <laughs> I, I'm, I will. And it's gotten so with the politics. I mean, I just can't take it anymore. How can they actually say that? Trump and Vladimir Putin were in cahoots in getting him elected. It's even to the point of when my boyfriend stays over or I stay over at his house and spend the night, I'm talking about Trump and Vladimir Putin while my boyfriend is laying next to me and I'm sleep talking in my sleep. <laughs> you know, I even the first, use Russian oh, words. Wow. Oh, my God, Eileen, just don't I'm start. Are you drinking, like, Russian vodka and having caviar there at that time, too? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had a drink in about 35 years. Well, I do not drink. I don't smoke drugs, marijuana, or anything like that. No mind-altering. By the way, drugs. by the way, good for you. But But you know what? You're right. It's like it's become, like, I think they're just throwing whatever they can in so many ways. And hoping something sticks. And if they say it enough times, uh, that maybe it will stick enough to where they could go down the Russia hoax, as they did. Uh, I mean, all the way through, you know, dragging the country through years and years and years. And that's why I feel like what we're seeing now is another dart throw. It's like, okay, well, that one didn't work. So let's try this one. And if this one doesn't work, let's try something else. It To me, it just shows how concerned they are about President Trump. And nothing I have heard so far to me was surprising or was different. Um, I feel like it's a rehash and, you know, it's a good point that you're saying that we're, they're consuming the American mindset and the public. And there's so many things going on right now in the world between gas prices and inflation and so many tomorrow, you know, the fed is meeting and there's a good chance that they may raise the interest rates to the highest uh, jump that they've done in like 30 years. I mean, this isn't a, this is a staggering, really concerning time in America. And yet they're wasting our energy on this, you know, this whole thing that's consuming all of our minds. I feel like I think about Putin too. I think about this. I think, think about him on the horseback too. That's a scary sight too. (laughs) But that's a whole other matter, Eileen. But you know what? It's like, it's like there are so many things that are, they're trying to consume our time and our conscience. And I I think it's a great, great point. But Eileen, if I ever were to run for office, I definitely would want you by my side because you are fantastic and you're a great, great American. And it's wonderful to hear from you as always. Thank you. And we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 
a little deaf leopard. And I wish I could put maybe some earplugs in as I am watching the house hearings because, boy, it is just a mess. Pour some sugar on me. It's not Mary Poppins. It's Def Leppard here on Tuesday night on the Rita Cosby Show. It was fun. We're always rocking out, which I love here on the show. And we need a little of energy because I'm telling you, those hearings are putting me to sleep. And tomorrow is going to be three, number three. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I need some no-dos or a couple, like, triple caffeine because it's going to be like, what's this one? What's this one? And then another one. And so far, I have not heard anything that moves the dial. And they are yet pushing and pushing and saying, we're planning on bringing this to the DOJ and maybe trying to get some charges against Trump. Rehashing something from 18 months ago, to me, what looks like clearly just a nasty political vendetta against him and Rudy and all these other people. And you're just going to kind of keep going and keep going. It's like, oh, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Uh, I mean, to me, it's like there are so many issues going on in the world. And coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about some of the stunning numbers that Joe Biden has in terms of his disapproval numbers. They are staggering. And we're not just talking Republicans. We're talking about Democrats, independents. It is so bad that everybody is talking about it right now because it's affecting every single American household. The average household is spending close to $500 more a month, and that's before tomorrow's big rate hike, which could increase if you have a mortgage or a car loan or anything else. Uh, We're getting socked in every different direction, and all they want to do is talk Trump, 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 Trump. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Eric on line three. Go ahead, Eric. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I want to thank you. All you guys at the station, you're great. Like, you watch this stuff so we don't have to. I mean, <laughs> what you're, it, it sounds like a real snoozer, you know. And, and um, was, was it Jay-Z? He covered a lot, you know, um, about the cost of this. There's people on the streets, and they're, they're, they're burning money on another witch hunt. You know, it's really disgusting. And you brought up um, Hillary Clinton. She herself said um, um, that Biden shouldn't accept the results because she knew damn well he wasn't going to win. I mean, come on. It's, 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 it's not 1982 anymore. You know what I mean? It is. Um, yeah. No, you hit some great, Eric. You hit some aye, superb aye, aye. points. I, I, I is right. Um, and, and you're right. I am watching. So I'll just give you guys tomorrow night. I'll give you the synopsis. Um, that hopefully will be a lot more exciting than the hearings themselves. Anything would be more exciting than the hearings themselves. Eric, you're great. I love it. Thank you very much. Let's go to Pete. Line two. Pete, your thoughts about all of this. I mean, this is just crazy. Eric had a great point. You know, there's so many issues out there, and they're focused. And if you look at the polls, Pete, people don't care. It's not just us who don't care. It's if you look at the polls, and I'm talking Democrats and independents, they just want to move on. There are so many other issues right now. You're looking at what's going on in Ukraine. You're looking at um, you're looking at what's happening with your 401k. I mean, and they're focused on, you know, same old, same old, Pete. Rita, it's been unbelievable. I was two days at the Bogata, and I was talking to Norman and Jackie. And uh, you wait, know, wait, wait, were they were they betting on the tables or something like that in Bogata? No, that- no, no. They were they were in Brooklyn, and we were talking to them. I made a conference call, and we were following the show. Is it true that Stan has a brother that's calling in? 
Oh, it's a guy who I think they're like a brother from another mother. I think they're like, you know, like oh, okay. like like buddies, you know, um, but it, but he commiserates with Stan. So the two of them called oh, okay. up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So but that's all right. That's all right. Stan is always tip. I love Stan. He's a character and I love everybody who calls, you know, to me, even if I don't agree with them and I rarely do. I love hearing from all of you. We're going to continue after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the Boy, are we in one big hot mess. And President Biden, if you look at his approval ratings, they are so bad. I mean, the biggest issue for everybody right now isn't the January 6 hearings, but it is the economy, it's the inflation, it's gas prices. Most states across America now have at least $5 a gallon gas. I mean, this is outrageous. And tomorrow, we know that the Federal Reserve is expected to basically have its biggest interest rate hike in 30 years to try to maybe somehow get a handle and get inflation under control. I mean, this is a really tough time in America. And Republicans, Democrats, independents, they are fed up with this president. If you look at some of the numbers on inflation, here's a latest poll. This is an ABC News Ipsos poll. Not exactly a right-leaning poll by any means. And on inflation, approval, 28%. Disapprove, 71%. Gas prices, 27%. Approve, disapprove, 72%. These are stunning numbers. These are Jimmy Carter numbers, guys. Now we've got also crime, 61%. Disapprove. On his handling. These are really, really bad numbers. And yet, Joe Biden is in la la land. I, I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? He gets out there today and he's in front of the AFL CIO at their big, you know, union conference. Very friendly crowd because he's a, you know, pro union guy and unions love the Democrats. Um, and here he is out there basically, you know, touting whatever he can. And I couldn't believe he actually said this statement. And everybody across America is talking about it today. Because think about when President Trump, pre-COVID, the economy was soaring. It was doing great. He was getting huge numbers. Even the people who hated his tweets or hated different things about President Trump, he was getting enormously positive numbers on the economy before the coronavirus hit. And that happened around the country, around the world, as we know, coronavirus. But he was always doing super well 
with the economy. Even the people as big as critics were like, well, you know, I can't stand this or I can't stand that or whatever, but I love the economy, right? So Joe Biden had the audacity today as he is before a group of labor leaders and many of their supporters. I couldn't believe that he actually said this. Think about right now, your 401k, it is tanking, sadly. Your gas tank is having a hard time getting filled because it's costing a lot of money. There are police departments across this country where they're cutting off 911 calls or limiting them because they can't afford to go out to all the different neighborhoods because gas is costing so much. And Joe Biden thinks the economy is soaring. I, I mean, this is like 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 he's on Mars. Take a listen to what he actually said. And, of course, he couldn't miss the opportunity to try to somehow take a swipe at President Trump on this. Listen to this one. Do you remember when our economy was like uh, what it looked like before we took office? 3,000 Americans are dying every day from COVID. 20 million Americans had lost their jobs on the last guy. In fact, so many Americans lost their jobs that my predecessor became just the second president in history to leave office with fewer jobs in America than when he took office. How disgusting is that? And the reason I say that is we all know that the coronavirus hit. And remember, President Biden said, as soon as I take office, that coronavirus is going to be gone. We're going to get a handle of it. And does it look like he got a handle on it, guys? He couldn't even get out the vaccines. He couldn't get out the tests. And most of that was all teed up for him before he even came in because of Operation Warp Speed. He couldn't even get that part done. And how disgusting to say under the last president, 3,000 people die today. What is this? What are we like, uh, like a firing squad or something like that? President Trump was responsible for the coronavirus and President Trump was responsible for businesses closing down. I mean, this is that is like such a disgusting low blow. And to like, oh, well, oh, yeah, there's this little thing called the pandemic or whatever. And then today, not only did he slam President Trump. He slammed all the Republicans. I mean, it's like, what are you kidding me? This guy has spent so much money. His gas policies have like ridden us to the ground. And yet it's all because of the Republicans. That's why things are so bad in America. Take a listen. Problem is, Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs on ordinary families. That's why my plan is not finished and why the results aren't finished either. Oh, boy. So he couldn't also miss an opportunity to blame President Putin, because remember, even though prices were escalating like there was no tomorrow before Putin and before he invaded Ukraine, it's always Putin's fault. Remember, I'm doing everything in my power to blunt Putin's gas price hike. Just since he invaded Ukraine, it's gone up a dollar seventy four a gallon. Because of nothing else but that. I swear, it's all Putin. I swear, I swear, I swear. Even though he didn't invade until February 24th of this year, and we've had problems basically since this president took office, but oh my God, I must have been thinking about Putin. You know, maybe somehow I got Putinized, whatever. I mean, this is the craziest thing that he wants everybody to believe it was either President Trump's fault. Or it's Vladimir Putin's fault, but God forbid it ever be Joe Biden's fault. And this guy is so out of touch 
to the point where now many Democrats are coming out. There were 50 of them that came out in a New York Times anonymously, but some have come out publicly. But they actually spoke to the New York Times, again, not a right-leaning paper, and said, you know what? Maybe this president shouldn't run again. Maybe he's not doing a good job. You know it's bad when Democrats are saying this. This, to me, is so transparent that even Democrats are saying, this guy just can't cut it and he's not good for America. Take a listen, because here is Peter Ducey asking the questions. Of course, the White House correspondent, he's in the press room, and he asked Corinne Jean-Pierre, the new press secretary, the obvious question. First off, I guess we got to deal with this guy for two more years, but please tell me he's not going to run again. Listen to this one. Is the president running for re-election? He has, an, oh, first of all, let's, let's reset for a second. I cannot talk about uh, elections. I cannot be a political analyst from here uh, or, uh, you know, or the midterms or anything like that, or including 2024. The president, as you know, has been asked that question many times, and he has answered it. Uh, his answer has been pretty simple, which is, yes, he's running for re-election. I'm, I can't say more than that. Really? Does anybody actually think that he's going to run again? I, I I think there's no way he's going to run again. There's absolutely no way. First of all, the Democrats, I can't imagine them wanting him to run again. It's so bad that they're speaking out. They, he obviously can't say that. I've covered many elections, guys. I was based in Washington covering White House for many years. There is no president in the world that would ever say that before the midterms, especially at a time where they are worried right now about losing big time to the Republicans. So the last thing he can do is say, oh, you know, I'm not going to run again or whatever. That would, boy, that would send a bad signal for the midterms. They've got to try to get through the midterms. And I bet you soon after the midterms, either he's going to say, oh, you know, I've just decided for the, I just would like to do one. It's time for somebody else or whatever. Or they're going to push him out and say, we are begging you to get out of here. There is no way that this guy can handle physically, mentally. I mean, are you kidding me? He can't even get a sentence out. I mean, without stumbling and bumbling. And it's so bad that Don Lemon, who, of course, always leans super left, Don Lemon actually grilled the White House press secretary and asked the question that an obvious question. And she sounded shocked that it came from Don Lemon on CNN. Take a listen to this. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is uh, I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. Just look at the work that he does. Look what he's how he's delivering uh, for the American public. Look, that. That what that 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 article that we're talking about is hearsay. It's salacious. That's not what we care about. We care about how are we going to deliver for the American people. How are we going to make their lives better? That's what the president talks about. That is his focus, uh, and that's where we're going to continue uh, to to focus on. Don, I can't believe you're asking me that. I mean, think about the press conferences that happened with President Trump. It was like, uh, Mr. President, are you the worst person in the world? Mr. President, <laughs> I hate you, but uh, I hate you more 
Well, A or B, you know? I mean, those were the questions they were asking. And then Don Lemon asked a question that uh, is a pretty obvious one. I would have asked it like the first day Joe Biden took office. And she's like, now that she's up in arms, that Don Lemon asked a question like that on CNN. Because it's so bad that now even CNN sees it. And David Axelrod, who, of course, was the person who orchestrated and was the huge player behind President Obama's rise to the presidency and, of course, knows Joe Biden really well. This is stunning. I've known David Axelrod a long time. He's a great guy um, and always pretty much kind of tells it like he sees it, but usually is obviously extremely loyal to the Democratic Party. And he clearly feels that the Democrats, if they want to win, they can't have Joe Biden on the ticket. He just put out in a recent op-ed in the New York Times saying the presidency is a monstrous, monstrously taxing job. And the stark reality is the president would be close to 90 than 80 at the end of a second term. And that would be a major issue. This is David Axelrod, one of the most loyal Democrats out there. Again, probably one of the closest guys to Obama, basically saying, Joe Biden, you're going to be too old. You cannot handle this. So I think people are not only seeing the product of his work, but they're looking at the poll numbers and going, boy, this is not pretty. What are your thoughts, everybody? Do you see a chance that this president, that Joe Biden, is going to run a second term. What do you think? Do you agree with my prediction that soon after the midterms, because you got to make a decision pretty soon after that to line somebody else up. Um, And what are they going to do? Are they going to line up Kamala Harris? That's even a bigger disaster. I don't see that happening. My prediction, maybe it's going to be Mayor Pete. That's maybe who they're going to try to rise to the ascendancy because they need somebody with energy, somebody who can be a little ticky, you know, fight, take the fight, and someone who can make a coherent sentence. I mean, this is the policies are terrible, and the delivery's terrible, and the numbers are just tanking. I mean, he is in Jimmy Carter territory, and he's been telling his staff now that he doesn't like the criticism. He wants to let Joe be Joe. And how scary is that? You don't want him to be Joe. Because this is not the fresh uh, Joe Biden. I remember meeting him. I met Joe Biden the first time in 1995 in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden always is spiffy and kind of a fighter and attacky, whether I don't agree with so many of his policies now. But this is a shell of a man that he used to be. And he clearly cannot handle the rigors of the work. And the Democrats are just going to I think, you know, they're just going to try to bring in somebody who's even more progressive. And that could be Mayor Pete. And that means also not good news necessarily for America either. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al on line four. Al, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Rita, thanks for taking my call. I always enjoyed your uh, your program. You know, I remember as a kid, uh, a young, you know, around 10 years old, I used to watch TV. I always was involved in, you know, interested in government on a national level. And I remember President Carter told the country, uh, it was known as the Malaise speech. He told the American citizens the problem at the time was inflation, gas prices, OPEC. He told the American people that the problem was that the American citizens uh, had a crisis of confidence. 
That's right. I remember. Very famous. Yep. So now, over 40 years later, uh, Joe Biden's the president. He's only in office for two years. And the situation is much worse than then. And, you know, President Trump, Joe Biden's predecessor, uh, left the country when he finished up his term. Uh, The country was in real good shape. Uh, And I wanted to say your question before where you asked the, all the people listening in, I definitely don't think Joe Biden will run again. I don't think he wants to. I think he'll be happy when, if he could complete this term. And again, you know, the situation in the country is terrible. Mortgage rates are going up. There's possibly going to be a bear market. And the only thing good I, th- I think that's going to occur like Larry Cutlow always points out, uh, the cavalry is on its way. The Republicans are going to take the House, and we're going to take the Senate. Well, it's going to be a long time still after 2022 to 2024, but you're right. That will make a huge difference because right now everything is getting steamrolled through, which is why, Al, I also believe that they're doing the January 6 hearings now. Because clearly, if they're going to do it, they want to do it now while they have control of the House. Because the minute, Al, that the Republicans, and I believe that there's a superb chance for the Republicans to take the House in, you know, in November in the midterms, you know from day one, if Kevin McCarthy, you know, is in charge or any of those guys that we see in leadership now becomes, you know, you know, the new speaker there. Immediately, day one, they're going to be like, "Okay, let's get rid of that January six hearing." They're going to go, "God, that was the bunch, biggest bunch of hogwash." Let's get rid of that one. Um, so that's why they got to try to cram it in here and try to get anything they can prior to November. And that's why they're doing exactly what they're doing. And you're right. I mean, you look at some of the numbers. The numbers are really bad. And you know, and and even these things that they're doing to turn it around are just ridiculous. And the other thing too, Al, you know, we haven't even gotten to this. He's going to Saudi Arabia. He's going to Saudi Arabia. I mean, this is what's amazing. He called them the pariah, and he said, oh, I'm going to put them in their place and never do anything with them. And now he's going over there begging for oil because his policies are so bad. I mean, he, he's not admitting his policies have created this dilemma. And I just think we are – it is such a disaster. So anybody out there, do you think Joe Biden's going to go to a second term? Is there anybody there who actually thinks that – and thinks physically, mentally, and that maybe even he wants to. I agree with Al. I don't even know if he wants to. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. This is the perfect song because he's still standing, barely, and he's still leading the country, barely. And boy, if he could only sing like Elton John, then we'd be a lot better. But boy, he is talking out of both sides of his mouth. Listen to President Biden earlier today. I mean, I feel like he needs to be on the comedy circuit. Listen to this one. Since I took office to your help, families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. 
Whoa. Is he kidding me? I, I mean, are you kidding? How can you honestly say that with a straight face and have the American public go, oh, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, I mean, if you look at the numbers and you look at even the history, forget if it's a Republican or Democrat, this president is tanking. And he's doing nothing to turn it around, and his people just want us to kind of forget that he's made the defund the police comments, the, uh, you know, hurting oil industry, doing all these other things. It's like I brought it right before the break. I cannot believe he's going over to Saudi, that we, the greatest country in the world, are going there and going to uh, Venezuela. Oh, please give us oil and gas. Then they're going over to Saudi and saying, please give us oil and gas. Even though he's gone over them and he blasted them during the debates, called them the pariah for everything with Khashoggi, which was terrible, by the way. I mean, but it's unbelievable. The state of America, and he wants us to believe that things are peachy keen. Boy, is he uh, drinking something because gosh knows what he's talking about. Uh, Let's go to PJ, line three. PJ, your thoughts. It's BJ from Queens. Hey, hey BJ, no. my buddy BJ. How are you, my friend? I'm sorry about that. How are you? No worries about it. Uh, if you do run for office, uh, I'll be very, very upset. But uh, by the way, we'll... BJ, I have no intention of running out of but but the but the comment is flattering. Thank you. <laughs> what if you if, if Joe steps down, and I think he's going to, he's going to do an LBJ. I will not seek nor will I accept. They're going to put Buttigieg in there, and they're going to put in uh, Eliz- crazy Elizabeth Warren. Uh, because the gay thing is big, and they know they have to rebuild the entire message from the ground up because uh, Biden left the place in tethers. Yeah, he left it in tethers, although, uh, just as you brought up, and BJ, thank you so much for the call, but just as you brought up, both of them are far left, and that means AOC is going to be happy. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, where we honor our great men and women in uniform. A beautiful story coming from Owensboro, Kentucky, where Sergeant John Burlow received the Bronze Star Medal with Valor. During a ceremony this week at the Owensboro Armory, again, there in Kentucky, he served in the Kentucky Army National Guard's 20th Special Forces Group. And while on patrol in a canyon in Afghanistan in May 2002, Burlow's patrol came under direct enemy fire. Burlow provided medical treatment to a special operations team and was also credited with providing Cover fire during the same operations. Sergeant Burlow's selfless devotion to duty while rendering medical aid to critically wounded soldiers while under enemy fire and intense enemy fire is the core of the American values, says a certificate which he received during the ceremony. And beautiful to see that he is being honored, albeit 20 years later, but thank goodness he is getting the recognition for his incredible, incredible act of heroism. And we are talking about President Biden and what a mess things are, sadly, in America. I love this country. I always want the best for the president, whether it's a Republican or Democrat or independent, because this is the greatest country in the world. But there are so many things 
to be concerned about right now. You got the border. You got crime. And boy, economy, economy, economy is a huge, huge issue. But don't talk to Joe Biden about all the stimulus money that he's given out because so many people believe that that played a huge role with the issue of inflation that we're dealing with. And again, tomorrow it looks like we're going to get socked by the feds because they may have no choice but to do an enormous interest rate hike. It's going to cost a lot for your mortgage or for your car or things like that. Um, So this is just, it's going to be a painful time economically. But again, President Biden... Don't ask him about it because he gets kind of mad. Take a listen. This year, by the end of the fiscal year, we will have cut the federal deficit by another $1.6 trillion in one year. One year. So when they come to you and talk about big spenders, let them know. Almost $2 trillion in deficit reduction. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. And then he actually said, oh, yeah, people have more in their 401k. Things are doing great. It's like, are you kidding me? He is speaking to union workers. If you ask anybody in the middle class right now or anybody on any level in America, they are not doing well. They are worried. They're very concerned. And this president... First of all, the numbers that he says are incorrect, and he is just so out of touch with reality. How dare you basically say that we spend a lot of money? How dare you? And then you ask him about the oil policy. Oh, no, no, no. You know, we're trying to do what we can. And then you play back the tapes of him over and over again, saying that basically fossil fuels will not exist under his presidency. That's what he said in the campaign debate. You see, it's clear as day on the tape. He said it over and over again. And guess what? He vilified the industry, and now we're in a position, and the rest of the world is in a position, trying to look for oil somewhere. And we're begging Venezuela, and he's going to go to Saudi Arabia, a country that he said on the campaign trail that he was going to treat as a pariah, and he's going to be begging the Saudi king, the prince there, basically saying, please, please, please give us some oil and open the spigots for everybody else in the world. And he'll leave out the part because my policies have killed America. It is crazy. It is so apparent. Here is Judge Janine talking about what she thinks of this president's policies. How are you going to make my life better? And all this guy can talk about is green energy, buying lithium batteries from China, opening up the uh, a pipeline for Russia so we can buy gas from Russia, and then, you know, making sure that he shuts down our pipeline when we can't even afford to go to work, some people. They can't afford to buy food. They can't afford to buy groceries. It's just a mess here. And Joe Biden would have a better shot at it if he at least didn't depend on other countries, the OPEC country for oil, Russia, opening up their pipeline, China, lithium batteries. Everything he does puts America last. So I don't care if they whisper or they don't whisper. It's over for Joe. Yeah, Joe is in big-time trouble, and things are so bad that even now Democrats are voicing disdain for this president, some of them publicly by name, saying he shouldn't run again, basically, and a lot of them talking to liberal media. And this is what Jesse Waters had to do, had to say on Fox News. Take a listen to Jesse. 
Well, I don't know why it took so long for Democrats to figure out Joe couldn't cut it. I mean, but you have Afghanistan, gas prices, inflation. He missed two surges, Omicron and Delta. Didn't get built back better past. I mean, I know the guy couldn't cut it when he tripped up the steps three times. And now the Democrats, according to the Times, are saying, oh, we're so concerned about Biden not being able to rescue the Democrats. How about being able to rescue the country? Yeah. Right now, just do the best for the country. And that, to me, is not apparent with this president right now. one 800 848 Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Jacqueline, on line six. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, I don't mean this as a threat. I just mean that I don't think Joe Biden is going to be alive. I think he's going to succumb to his illness, whatever that illness may be. I have my own opinion of what I think it is. Uh, I don't think he's going to be alive. I don't think he's going to he's going to live that long. Well, um, you just think that he is physically deteriorating by, yeah. you know, by I mean, I will say, you know, it's interesting, Jacqueline. And, and you know, you know, at first it, it was like when he was making flubs, it was kind of like, you know, it was like a joke, you know. Um, a lot of people, but it is a really serious thing. And listen, he's up there in age. He's clearly dealing with physical debilitation. He's definitely dealing with mental debilitation. Um, and Jacqueline, I've even brought up, you know, I know Joe Biden. I've met Joe Biden. I met Joe Biden. I mentioned it. the first time I met him was in 1995. Um, and I've seen him a number, many times through the years. You know, when I was on Capitol Hill, when he was a senator, um, and also as he was, you know, running for president, um, I remember seeing him at the Democratic convention. I saw I was talking to him face to face right after uh, Hillary gave her uh, nomination speech right after her speech. He was there. And so I was clear as day. And that Joe Biden is not the same Joe Biden you see today. I could see it as soon as he started running. I was like, well, what happened to Joe Biden? Um, and anybody could see it when he did that debate. Remember when he did that debate, the VP debate, um, with Paul Ryan, remember when Paul Ryan was on the ticket with Mitt Romney and everybody was like, Oh God, that'll be kind of a good sparring match or whatever. But Joe Biden cleaned his clocks. I'll say it here. Uh, he cleaned his clocks. Paul Ryan looked like a little schoolboy. You know, he was horrible compared to Joe Biden. He was quippy. He was nasty. He was fighty. He was this, he was that. Um, he rose a little bit during some of the debates with Trump. Remember, it was like, what do they put on him to keep him awake for two or three hours? Remember, he kind of faded whatever it was was wearing off towards the end of the debates. You know, he kind of slipped and he had truth serum towards the end, it seemed like. Remember, that's when he made some of those comments that he paid dearly for. Um, but, um, but Jacqueline, I mean, let's just be honest. The, the job of a presidency is really tough. I mean, you got to be, you got to be on it. It's one of the hardest jobs. I followed the presidents. I have a lot of energy, but I remember I'm just like, oh my God, like, you know, they're here, here, here. It's like 24 seven, the pressure, the stress, you know, it, I, I, I wonder what you're saying too, because he, he just is so slow. And so, and clearly he's having mental deficiencies. He can't keep his sentences straight. He can't keep his comments straight. Um, and he's like an angry young man, like an angry old man. You know, when you go visit somebody, an old relative, and you're like, the old relative says something like, God, your friend has a horrible haircut, you know, and you're like, oh, uh, forgive my grandmother. You know, <laughs> She's speaking what she thinks. That's like him. Uh, yeah, heck, we did do this. Yeah, heck, we, you know, oh, my God, Jacqueline, it's scary, don't you think? But it's scary for the country. Hey, Jacqueline? It's been a rapid decline, though, and I think it's going to accelerate even faster than it has over the past two years. Wow, and that's scary for the country. It's really, I hope, you know, that 
he, for the good of himself and the good of the country, that he just says, listen, you know, it's it's this is a, you know, a, a more energetic person's game and we need somebody for the good of America or whatever. He can't say that now. Um, and look, I hope he lives a long, prosperous life. You know, you want the best for everybody. Um, but just clearly he is not ready to handle what's happening in the country. And clearly uh, it's like this big show, you know, and, and he's like an angry person and he's a and he's a, you know, uh, forgetful. He's, you know, he's just this. Is, and this is a tough world right now when you look at all the complexities with Russia and Iran and North Korea. And then we have so much here at home. I mean, you need somebody who is really on their A game, A plus game. And America deserves that. Jacqueline, thank you very much. Let's go to uh, Nokel um, on line three. Uh, go ahead. Nokel, your thoughts. Yes. Uh, you know, making fun of an old man is not nice. President Biden is doing an amazing job. He, a lot of things are out of his control. But he would run in 24 if his health is as it's now. I'll tell you, the, there are the issue is the Republicans didn't help him with with a Build Back Better plan, because if they would, we would have been way ahead with green energy and we wouldn't need then so we'd much be in an even we, bigger we disaster. No, Cole, wait a minute. Do you no. you think, first of all, you have to admit and I say this, I, I want him to live a, a wonderful long life, um, but you have to admit that he is not this spry young man. And, and you know, American presidency is not because you feel sorry for the old guy that you want to put him there. I mean, this that's not the reason to have. Do you really think that this is this is not even Joe Biden's A game? I mean, this is not the best Joe Biden. If this was the best Joe Biden, it, it would be a little bit different. But but he clearly, this is a very tough time right now in the world. Do you think he's doing a good job? You're like one of the only people in America who thinks that. He 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 is mentally 2.0. He's amazing in terms of his mental. But I'll tell you why it looks no like go, he's, no he's go. Do you defined. hang around? I have a question. Do you hang around with people who are in a coma? Because you think that he's doing a good job and he's mentally alert? I mean, do you go visit he, like a ward where people are all in a coma and then suddenly he looks good? Is that what you're comparing him to? Can I say something? Joe Biden has a problem with the teleprompters, okay? As a senator, he wouldn't read from a teleprompter. Do you remember when he was in Europe, he said that someone should be taking out Vladimir Putin? He was talking not from a teleprompter, and that's why he came off sounding so good. I see wait, wait, I wait, wait. his no eyes. No goal. He didn't come across so good. And, in fact, it was so bad that within, like, five seconds, his staff was like, oh, 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 the president doesn't want to spark World War Three. Uh, that's a perfect example of why you have to have somebody who has their mental faculties. Uh, I'm not sure what you're drinking, but boy, you got some really good stuff at home, Nokel. Thank you very much for that call. Whoa. Let's go to Norman. Norman, please shed some light. Line four. Go ahead, Norman. Hello, Rita. Listen, I, I, I'm listening to Nokel. I don't usually comment about other calls. And uh, I'm Nocle, sorry. Nokel is, is like no brain. No, well, no brain. I, I, I don't no say brain. that, Rita. I mean, he was nice no even though he disagreed. <laughs> he was nice. And I, you he know, was. By the way, by the way, he was actually very charming. I, I don't. He was I, charming. Yes. He was a nice person who didn't agree. And that's that's what's the beauty of this station. So anyway, so uh, and your you. show. Thank you. Oh, I love, are. by the way, and you know, I love hearing from everybody. And Noko was right. fun. He was fun. I loved right. him. Go I'm going to depress everybody now. Oh, no. I, How can we be more? Unfortunately, I do feel. 
feel. Norm, how could yeah. we be more depressed than if you look at like what's happening with everyone's 401k? <laughs> okay. And They're you know, run oh, this man. Norm, please okay. go ahead, Norm. They're going to run this man. Okay, they're going to run this man if he doesn't die over the next two years. They're going to run this man, and they're going to win. And 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 I predict there's going to be a blue wave. I've told this to you back before uh, this November. Uh, they're probably going to take the House and the Senate again. Okay. Wait, because- wait, wait. So I have to ask you about all of this. Why do you have right. such a – why do you believe that, Norm? Because I know because you're – they – okay, it is only now June. Okay, what they are going to do, the Democrats, is, you know, hold on to power at any cost. They are before November going to have we're going to have some serious disease outbreak. I don't know what it is and I don't know if it's going to be reality or it's going to be fantasy, but the media is sure going to treat it as reality. And what it's going to be like mail-in, mail-in nuclear event. Are you talking about some reason that it's going to have to be what mail-in ballots and drop boxes again? Is that where you're going? Make it right. They're going to make it like it's either disease or we're going to have a nuclear event. And the and all of that, the main cause of that is you have to stay in your house because the streets are filled with either disease or radiation, and basically. That's how they're going to get their mail-in voting, and they're going to cheat because that's just what they do. And I, you know, and uh, I, you honestly, know, Norm, I think, Norm, yeah. I don't know if I like. To me, this is either really scary reality, or it's like a scene out of I Am Legend. You know what I mean? It's like, by the way, which was a good movie, by the way, Norm. Um, but you know, it is like, but this is a scary thing, Norm. That you really, truly believe whatever it is, it's going to be not done ethically obviously is what you're alluding to that uh, that there's going to be questions see i i first off let me just tackle part one norm because you talked about him running again i don't know if he's going to run again i mean they can't say that now but i would be stunned if the democrats don't try to just push him out or if he even says gosh i just can't handle it guys you know like i don't know if he has that kind of self-awareness or not um but I would be stunned if the Democrats themselves don't have some sort of, you know, quote, come to Jesus meeting with them after the after. And I think I think the Republicans will take the House, maybe the Senate. Um, and I think that that will forebode really badly for them. And then it's going to be this, uh, Joe, thank you. You were really good at the time, but we don't think we can do it again with you st- sitting in your basement. You know, like this time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Look. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I have a feeling they will run him even if he dies like Weekend at Bernie's. What, okay? gonna, I mean, they're going to wait. They're going to juice him up. And like, yeah, they're like, going to juice him up. They're going to make him like a marionette. Maybe they'll <laughs> they'll connect connect wires to his arms and his mouth or something or other. I mean, I look, it's going to be like I, I, I remember when Castro died. They didn't they were kind of. It was kind of a few days when I mean he probably was dead for weeks. Before yeah, they didn't they want to tell it. anybody. Right, 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 so, right. But, and I, but, I think it's gonna we're we're kind of going that way. I mean, I happen to agree with Jimmy. Jimmy, we are kind of going towards this Marxist, socialist, uh, globalist, crazy government. And I and I I uh, think that yeah, that that falls within order 
of what the Democrats, you know, they're, they're learning. They're learning from all the all the great fascistic governments of the past, like like the Nazis and the and the communists wow, and, the, and wow. the Chinese. Norm, you know yeah, what? You yeah. know what's and interesting. They're learning and they're you know they're applying those things not fully yet. I mean, the death squads aren't up yet. Oh but, my God, you're, you're taking it. But let me, let me just let me just in a in a funny way, Norm. You know that. Um, you talked about him with the marionette. At least with him, he's got a couple very good canned lines like Putin price hike. So like, you know, when you go to those stores and you hit a button and they say the same phrase over and over again, all he really needs are like four or five buttons. You just hit one button that says it's Putin's fault. The other one says it's Trump's fault. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what third and fourth and fifth would be, but at least those first two would be those. And you just kind of keep hitting them over and over again for whatever the question is. And he could look like he's doing a debate. Right. I mean, there you go. Norm, thank you. Boy, let's see where this goes, Norm. Um, you know, let's see. With, God, it's a long way till November, Norm. But we'll see. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I know the song is Round and Round. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, told Rat. I've never heard of Rat. I can think of a few rats, but that's a whole other story. Speaking of which, this is interesting. You know, I said that I don't, I really don't think that President Biden's going to run again. There's just no way. I think they won't say it until after the midterms, especially if the Republicans do well in the midterms. The Democrats are definitely going to be looking for somebody else. But Pete Hegseth on Fox News said that he thinks that Biden is going to try to fight this and try to stay on because he's imagining sort of a Biden-Trump mano a mano. Take a listen. What Biden has said is, I'm the guy to run against Trump should there be a rematch in 2024. And him and his team may attempt to try to make that argument I'm not saying it's the right argument. Yeah. That would be the only rationale they would attempt to make. Do not minimize the extent to which former Obama officials who are there in that White House don't want to lose their catbird seat of power there as well. So I don't think he goes easily. But the clear signs amongst those who want to win elections are it's time to turn the page. Wow. So, yeah, Democrats may want to turn the page. But Joe is thinking what that maybe he can beat Trump. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if he can beat a drum after November, but let's see. one 800 848 Let's go to Stan. Line 8. Go ahead, Stan. Your thoughts. I figured it this hour, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stan. Stan, you know what I did? I, I saved the did. best for last. Uh, of course. I did, my friend. Uh, go Rudy. ahead. Rudy. Are you listening, Rudy? Rudy Giuliani, we should believe your numbers. Talk to Arizona. Their numbers were right. Yours were wrong. Rudy, we should believe your numbers in Stan, Pennsylvania. Stan, can just you do minute. me a favor? Stan, can you stay focused just because we're talking about yeah, Biden talking now? About, wait a minute. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, you ha- you, you don't, you're not afraid of anybody? Why don't you testify uh, at the committee and go there? You're a prosecutor, but I'll bet you would take the fifth 15 times. Go and testify, Rudy. If you have nothing, if you fear nobody, go to Washington and testify. They'll take you on. They'll respect you. First of all, Stan, Please. do you think that the hearings have been 
balanced. Nobody in their right mind thinks they've been balanced. I mean, I actually I think they've done a tremendous disservice by not having Republicans who would actually do lots of questioning in the January 6th, real Republicans that would go out there and ask some really grilling questions, because there are questions that I think a lot of people want to know. Then I would say somebody like a Rudy or somebody else should go and testify. But right now, this is just one big sham show trial. But real quick, what do you think about Biden, Stan? I always love your thoughts. Go ahead. Joe is still the president of the United States. I love that woman who said he'll die within two. I mean, I didn't know she was a doctor, you know, Jackie, a real brainless person. He's going to die. Terror, you know, real. Oh, she seemed like a lovely person. Yeah, but go she, ahead, she, Stan. She, uh, you know, I, I thought Ronald Reagan was past it, too. Remember Ronald Reagan, who couldn't remember left from right in his later years? Who, by the way, Stan, I'm glad you brought up I mean, Ronald he had a Reagan. problem a yes, little bit. But guess what? He was a lot younger than Biden would be, especially if Biden goes for a whole other term. Even David Axelrod is saying, this guy is way too old, and I'm not even sure if he's going to know where the bathroom is in a week or two. He's in trouble.